Are we recording? Yeah, so we're oh, here so, with uh, um, we're here with dots. We're with dots. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only radio kind of bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is though, right? Like it completely, it feels completely different. How do you not have like, a theme song? Because uh, yeah. no one's offered yet. I'm no. just gonna be waiting. Yeah, <sighs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was on an offering. No, we're far too no. busy. Yeah, I'm here with Dan's and Clark's. Kyoto Hago, g'day. <laughs> Um, it's very good to have you here. You guys are mentioned a lot on the <laughs> podcast, and 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 have probably you're probably one of the more active members of the um, the Harko fan community. Yeah, well, the, at least the, at least the memers on the on yeah. the tweets. <laughs> Bro, did you see my Mike Wazowski on the podcast meme? I love that. That one. was my favorite one. I don't know why the the Jacinda and Grant Robertson one got more attention. Yeah, the, the Wazowski on this podcast a, was so There's a bunch of nerds on Twitter, bro. Just want to talk about politics all the time. Yeah, yeah. man, losers. <laughs> <laughs> politics, not my cup of tea. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Do you guys have like a thing? Do you, it's the like shit you won't. You, you guys have like got plans. Yes. I don't mean that in a sense of like your schemes. There's like different folders. There's the schemes folder. Yeah. I think there's also like the plans folder of like. This is what the band does and doesn't do. I think people, yeah, we people. I think if you look at darts, just at it, what it is, people probably think we just are all happy accidents. But we plan so far ahead and put in a lot of work in behind the scenes. Like it is, it is exhausting. Like, not for me, man. I'm all good for you. <laughs> it's, no, it is, it's pretty. It's pretty exhausting, man. It's, it's just, yeah. But like the payoff of playing the shows and people's reactions to what we create is so worth it. But it is we do we do plan. We've learned a lot of hard lessons along the way, and we do plan ahead. But well that's in that's why I've been such a f- fan for fucking like almost the whole time. Because I think like because uh, I like that shit. Like mm, I think yeah. a lot about that stuff and that. I, it's very easily identifiable in what you guys were doing. Yeah. And it's something that I am very openly want more people to be doing in their own way. Not yeah. like, I don't want other darts, <laughs> you know, but I yeah. want, but like, it's an example of actually create, like doing your own thing. Yeah. I actually, I'm quite frustrated a lot of the time because I feel like when we started out, like, there was no limit. Like, I, 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 like we weren't even really thinking the band framework very much at all. And mm. but now, like, a couple of years down the line, I feel like we're much more in the traditional band lane from where we started. In what way? Like, in like terms in, of thinking about schemes and stuff. I feel like because the, you're because you're you've had like you're thinking about the aims or the the, the metrics of success from someone else's perspective as opposed to your own. From just like from more like a general, I don't know. Like, I guess that we didn't know specifically how being a band in New Zealand worked when it, we started. Yeah, I think there was definitely, definitely when we started, even like I would say even the first year, everything was like a, it wasn't thoroughly planned through in advance. It was definitely a go by go. And we, cause we get very excited by things and we'll definitely commit straight away to something. Yeah. I think, but now things are a little bit more thought out, but still with the manic energy then. It took, that first it took year. me quite a while. For, I'd say like it took me, Probably like a solid, what we started in like February-ish. I'd say like it took me like a solid like six to eight months to like fully get invested to the point of like, okay, I like got to make sure everything's really good. And like we've never done, like it's only been recently and I think we're coming out very soon. Like tours or like albums have not been our priority. It's always been playing shows, exposure, um, building an audience. Yeah, and scheming has been, and like one-off little singles that tie into something that we are excited about at that time. Yeah. And just getting those done quickly and out and having fun and building like an idea around that 
it's only now like recently it's been a lot of work like planning the tour and like what the future is going to be for the band did that come out of like uh, a boredom or like we've kind of done all this stuff we want something new or is the did it come from looking at other people and what you think you should be doing like why the shift from um the just first want, part of darts to where you are now. I think we want to do it. We wanted to do it correctly for like a big, bigger tour. We done like we dipped our toes in with like little smaller tours, and I think we wanted to establish ourselves in the main centers first, like going there and doing something silly and kind of showing ourselves and doing the students like radio circuit and stuff, mm. and then being like, okay, now we're pretty confident if we do a tour, we can get a good turnout. I don't think we really compare ourselves to a lot of other bands often. Do we? I do. Like, oh. I'm, I'm like, I'm all like, yeah. That's my whole mindset. I'm like, I'm always comparing us to other people. Yeah. I think, I think if I if I was to start comparing us to other people, we'll just get real sad. Like, I know what we are. We do what we do well, but we're nowhere in like leagues of like music musicality as other New Zealand acts. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think you guys, <laughs> your band, understands that it's not all about musicality, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like For successes sure. or else, like. Everyone would just be, every successful band would just be these like jazz nerds. Nothing, not that there's anything wrong with jazz nerds. And there are a lot of them that do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, there, it, 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 that is not a requirement for success. That's one of my main problems with New Zealand is what I think is one of my main problems with New Zealand is like, uh, our, the focus on New Zealand is on like talent, like versus Australia and other places. It's like, talent's not the focus. It's like fun is the focus. Like, just generally being good at what you do. But here it seems to be like the, the focus is like all on like virtuoso talent. Yeah, it's kind of like there's talent. more gatekeepers. Yeah, they'll find talent and then put the right people behind them to make them build their identity and stuff. But we're all about identity first and talent's probably yeah. very low on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is good. Like I think a lot of younger people, like even younger than our generation, like just want to go out and have a fun time at live music. I think they are, especially I've, since we moved to Wellington and started darts, like, you, I've noticed that I was shocked by the, the like the turnout to like eye gums and like gigs. Like they'll be packed and they'll just be there. They'll watch the music. <laughs> music is something I have not seen in a while before Wellington. And they're, they're there to have a good time. You can just rock them up and they'll be there and they're there for it. And they want to be like, they want to be performed to, not just like look. They want to be part of what you're doing, not you being up here above them and them they being the audience. They want to be part of your thing they want to be part of darts they want to be there they're hanging the boys are hanging out with them they're having a good time that you know it's a yeah. whole it's, it's experience not just like a we went and saw the band and yeah honestly that's like one of my big pet peeves is that when you look at the actions of a lot of bands or how they perform or how they operate their shit you could be forgiven for thinking they kind of act out of an entitlement of well you know we're doing our thing and you know if we're good, people will just stand there and like it. Yeah. We don't have to, 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 to do anything other than that is to be like um, compromising in our music to try and <laughs> like, you know, for, for people to like us and that is bad. And I'm like, that is such a, how, like, yeah, how, that is not how you build a connection with an audience. Like that's not what, like maybe that's what a certain segment of music, but it's not entertainment. That's not entertainment. That's not. No. Nah. You know, and I, I've, that seems so lost in the system mm. sometimes. The threshold for being a good live band based on talent alone is way higher than most people think. Eh? Right. 
I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you just got to be entertaining. Which you guys do very well. Yeah. It is the one thing I am proud of. Like, I, I know immediately when we hop off stage if it's been like a good dart show because I know that I'm giddy and I'm, I feel like the exact same energy that we've been giving. And it's just so much fun. We can, I think we improv a lot more. Like we'll just joke around and we can easily get on each other's riffs. And if a song gets extended for a little bit longer, we're like not like, ah, I'm lost. We're just so connected. It's, it's a fun thing and it just makes it much, a much more fun night. And we don't like hide away. We'll go back out and hang out and we'll chat yeah. and we'll goof around. I think one of the, the things I'm most proud of when we first started out, and this was an accident, it was never planned, but now I'm like in hindsight, I'm like that was a good accident as we just established the four of us as people. Mm. It's like, it was always Crispy Clark, Dan's and Rollies. He's not like a front man. There's no like, this is this like, these are, this is get to know the band. Like we're in everything, all the schemes, like we're all showing up, we're all interacting. There's no, yeah. And I think that's kind of like paid off in dividends. Yeah. Instead of being like they the darts boys instead of just darts or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, you guys have a good mixture of like rolling with it and planning with it. Like instinct, I'd say, seems to yeah. be a big part of it. And I and like trusting it. Or just like at the start it just, you know, being excited enough to just dive into the idea at the start without trying to like fucking go over it too much. Yeah, I, I it's even with the songwriting process, we get really excited about our song, like really giddy about a song it turns out to be really good. And then it does, we're like, oh, this is going down well with an audience. I think One Else was probably the best example of that. Like it was post lockdown, uh, Clark had, we had this riff originally and we kind of worked it around and then the um, like the protests with the statues started happening. Clark was like, One Else Captain Cook. It's just a good line. Yeah, right. And he had the chorus hook. And I was just like automatically hooked on that, wrote the song. And then we went and recorded it that weekend drove up and made a music video the day after we recorded it and it was out that next week and we played a show. We had someone dressed up as Captain Cook come out and they already, they all knew the chorus straight away and they were like hyped. They were booing the Captain Cook guy. It was, a f <laughs> that was like a little like student theater piece almost. It was great. It's like full of, it's like, it is kind of more art than in a way than just like just music. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of art, a lot of music and then like a shit ton of business <laughs> and behind the scenes work. Yeah. Is there like, do you, you guys have like, uh, uh, you know, CEO roles and stuff like that? I've heard. Like, is there, uh, are you, uh, <laughs> um, is there like the naturally the kind of business stuff falls to the two of you to do? No. Like, just naturally, I, no? Like, they, we have really good defined roles. Like, cool. Clark and Crispy are just, insanely well-minded when it comes to event organizing, which is well, more crispy. With and then, that, that co-management, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then cool. Clark's great at marketing. He's on the ball with the social media and like, he's a scheme, he's a schemer, man. He's the, yeah, he's got the schemes. Yeah, well, the, the Dave Dobbin album cover was my the mission, favorite. yeah, that's a great so story. So far, like yeah. that was fucking amazing. It was, yeah. I, I spent all my money for the next month <laughs> to go get that picture. Uh, what I don't know is like, did, cause I just, I, I hadn't heard a peep Usually there's like some kind of build up to the scheme in a sense. <laughs> yeah. But I just remember being on Twitter and and just seeing like, oh yeah, cool, I'm going down to do this thing. Was it like on the day you decided or was there actually more? It was the it was the day before <laughs> I decided because uh, we made the song. Like, we should say like, what's the, it's... Um, Bath Souls. Bath Souls. Is the song. Yeah, you made the song, but what's the Dave Dobbin so cover? The, uh, so the song is about 
like watching Dave Dobbin live at a festival while being on Bart You shouldn't give the backstory of how you came up because once again, Clark came up with the chorus. Yeah, cool. After oh, yeah. watching. So yeah, so Bart Salts, I it was the day before New Year's this year, uh, like last New Year's and I was at home watching the R&V stream Sick. by myself at like <laughs> yeah. real drunk at That's home just by myself <laughs> on the couch. And uh, at the same time, I was watching the Dave Dobbin like Twitch R&V live stream and like reading articles about Bart Salts on my phone. And like, oh yeah, I should write a song about like Dave Dolman and Bustles, and um, yeah. So we like we made that and recorded that, and that was like with a, again like very short turnaround time. Dan slammed the verses out, mm. um, and then like we went to make the album art. And we, we remember the album art. We came. I gotta find the picture. <laughs> the album art was like we came up with some horrible options for the album yeah. art. You should also like, mention on the live stream, I think this is the thing that blew Clark's mind and that kind of want us to make this weird like homage to Dave was like all the Americans in the uh, chat in the live stream. Uh, yeah. It didn't yeah. get why so everyone like, was so the hyped. The RMV live stream got to the front page of Twitch for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and so like so I was watching the live stream and like, cause I was watching the whole thing. Cause like, I'm like obsessive. I need to see everything. Um, and like it went from like 300 people to watching to like, 20,000 or something like <laughs> instantly. And then like, it was Dave Dobbin playing Slice of Heaven and like all the Americans were commenting like, oh, wait, all, this was all like the COVID stuff of like, whoa, where's the mask, man? Oh yeah, These people not okay, yeah. And then the other stuff was like, why is the crowd going mental for this old <laughs> white guy singing this shit song? He was playing an awful rendition of Slice of Heaven. Yeah, right. There was like a weird like reggae chorus and the crowd was going mental. Probably because a lot of them were on bus. Yeah. <laughs> because it was R&V. Uh, yeah. Bro, I got to say, when I was, when two cartoons played R&V, he played like the New Year's night and like, it felt like everyone at the festival was there watching Dave Dobbin. He is like- Yeah, and I, but I, I, and of course though, if you are outside <laughs> of New Zealand and you're like, this is the new, and all the, and you, it's, a young, it's a sea of young people going nuts. Yeah. Like almost like a, a weird, like national pride thing. It's like for an, this it's old an intergenerational dude. meme. Yeah. That's what that is. It's, it's Dobbo, man. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. So like we had to do it. So but this is this is going to be great for the podcast. <laughs> we but so Dan came up like, we were like, Dan, we need a, um, we need an album up for this Bastard single. And this is what you came up with. Oh yeah, that's this, probably not the best. This is what he made. Oh, okay, this cool. Is it's random. like an internet collage. Yeah, yeah. Man, like, like meme, meme collage. images, yeah, yeah. And like, we were just like, this is not it. Okay. <laughs> is, so yeah, I got the idea. I was like, I've got to go to the place where Dave Dobbin shot the Loyal album cover. Mm, uh, that was the scheme. That was the scheme. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a scheme for its own scheme sake of like publicizing me doing that. It was just really to get the photo. But for the fans who were already in touch with what Darts is up to and what they're doing, it became <laughs> its own like yeah, little. There was a good. Little... There were so many twists and turns. Like finding out that it's underwater yeah. <laughs> like I was so, so invested it was <laughs> such a nice day as well like we got I flew into Queenstown beautiful day uh, hired a car and like just went on this mission because I, <laughs> I did not have much to go off Lorraine uh, Dave Dobbins manager shout outs but you weren't very helpful <laughs> yeah. she told me it was in Twizel it was not in Twizel it was like two hours south of Twizel <laughs> Lorraine, who famously is just like, no, I don't get podcasts, so Tom Scott can't come on, and I'm like, come on. I watched the. Um, oh, we, can you can we, are we allowed to tell her about the pitch that we won for Dave? Which 
we're, we're, we're going to get to play, get. We wanted Dave Dobbin to play the head of. Oh uh, yeah, we wanted Dave Dobbin to play the head of NZONF for a music video for us, but, uh, but Lorraine, Lorraine says no. Said no. <laughs> yeah, Lorraine says no a lot. Yeah. But well, yeah, I watched the Altero Music Month live stream. Oh yeah, of like the thing at the Tuning Fork, and it was really funny. Like there was a panel on touring, <laughs> and it was like uh, like a bunch of people and like um, I can't remember who, but the Gussie from the Mermaidens and Earthung was there for Banished and like. Like, like yeah just get out there book your own venues like find some bands to play with like being really positive about it and Lorraine was like <laughs> unless there's going to be like a certain amount percentage profit margin you should not go on tour at all. Like, no tours no shows it's so funny how often people in the music industry are like hey you shouldn't do that you shouldn't don't go on tour don't build an audience no. yeah don't, don't fucking put out music dude yeah Anyway, um, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. But yeah, that was it. Was a good time. Got to got to. It was funny that. to watch. It, it was, was great. beautiful because yeah. I I my I've got a f- like traditional family holiday home in Wanaka, so like that whole area because I was from Timaru, like I yeah. spent so much time in that area. So I had that extra layer <laughs> of like you traveling through places I had memories in as well, oh, just being like, cool. oh, he's all there. I liked Cromwell. Cromwell was cool. The fruit. Yeah, man. Went to super lucky there. They eat the real fruits. <laughs> yeah, man. Who took the photo for you? It was uh, my wonderful uh, partner Mel. Awesome. Shout outs. Shout outs. She she came. With, oh, she came. She got trained along she, to find the house. Yeah, she got she got come. She she got uh she got invited to come with like less than twenty four hours before we actually went. Was she like stoked on it or kind of begrudging? Uh, I think she was. Kind of just surprised. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Also, yeah. probably a little bit used to you being like, "Hey, I think we need to go find." Yeah, <laughs> a last minute idea to go and do something. Very, yeah, very used to me wanting to do random stuff and yeah, putting up with a lot of dart stuff. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the, the the like a main theme for that for this first iteration of dart seems to be speed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like that one out story Dan was talking about speed as well. Yeah, mm. and then yeah, the bus salts was definitely speed and like, putting together the band, like just like we're gonna, we're, yeah. right, we've got this thing, let's put it together. Let's, yeah, let's we're gonna drive up here. We're gonna fucking you know yeah. we're gonna do this whole touring thing. Yeah, we um, do sit on things like this. This, but that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. it, se- it seems like this was kind of get to is that yeah. it seems like you're kind of maybe not moving on from that period, but you're like cool. We've done that speed thing. Some of the things you're thinking about now are a little bit more slower, a little bit more thought through. Or I, I don't know. Like it's a lot of stuff we're sitting on, like music, like releasing music wise, <laughs> from necessity. Like yeah. just from like having to put like I don't know whether it's like going through the making a music video process or whatever, or like going through recording a song and that taking a long time to do. And like yeah, we've had to sit on some stuff, some songs and stuff by necessity. But I still like the speed thing way mm. more. Like it's so much more fun to put out a song that you've just made the weekend before. Yeah. yeah. And with yeah. no like prior like teasing. Like Yeah. Just hey, here's a here's a new song. Yeah. Yeah, because we have these we have we have like things we've put a lot of effort into recording. And then we have one and dones, which is we the write record songs, yeah. and play it for the first time in one day. Mm. And that was what uh one ounce Captain Cook smoked the cigarette and bath salts were. Yeah. Which, right. Arguably, are probably three of our most well-received yeah. songs. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I think what's good about those as well is that I really like. I really no, I should say I really dislike recording songs that we've been playing live for a while already. I don't like that. I really like recording the song as soon as it's made and putting it out directly before we even play it live. Yeah, are you guys because com- you're very comfortable on stage? But are you comfortable in a studio? 
Uh, we've never really been in a studio. Yeah, no, because it's uh, more like informal recording. We've you, all you done do it done. at Hunter, our friend's house. Yeah, we take it the seriously, but yeah. we always have a box of beer. And it's, yeah, yeah. like 100%. It's always yeah. about just hanging out with the boys. Yeah. 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 So always Lion Browns. Yeah, um, always Lion Browns, just yeah. chilling out. And but we, we, yeah, we want them to sound good. Like, and it's about yeah. speed. Yeah. And yeah, they get no. really excited about it. If we've done a one and done song, the first time we've ever played it together is with the recording process. And we're just like, this is a great song. Really excited about it. Itching to play it live. And yeah. then it comes through when we play it live because it's obviously the first time we've. Yeah, right. Those yeah. sessions where we've like recorded songs that we've done from scratch, like real fast, is so much more fun than mm. like grinding out stuff that you've been playing live for like a year. Because like what you're describing is the almost the exact opposite of what someone in the music industry would tell you to do. I think a, a lot sense. of what we do, is but that's yeah, but that's yeah. but that's kind of interesting because you also like, especially I know Clark is like, you you have like a thoughts and you pay attention to like what wisdom is and like how people do things and shit like that. Yeah, like how are you deciding which new things you're gonna actually give a go as opposed to doing your own way? Like, is there is that what you're doing right now? What do you what do you mean? Well, because you know, like fucking wait sitting on songs is something that like as yeah. people say you should do like um but what, booking a big tour and kind of taking your time or something is are those things you're just like those probably seem like they are going to be cool and worth doing yeah 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 i think so the or it's just time it's time to do those things pretty much trying to get the funding has been a, like the nz mm. funding has been a big motivator and things taking longer times than they should <laughs> I guess for for single funding, yeah, for single funding. Like the song that we're hopefully dropping next week has been, we've been working on that for yeah nearly so, a year. So yeah, so we the next two songs we're, we're dropping actually, mm. um, we started recording them at the start of January last year, uh, did the drums and bass in January, and then came back into the guitars and vocals after lockdown. Wow, um, and then both of those went through like the engineering process. And now they're going to be hopefully coming out next week and in August. So it's like those two are. Mm. Which is also kind of fun because we've been playing them for live almost since we've started the band. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, when's that song going to come, come out? And we're like, soon. Then we drop our souls. <laughs> like, yeah, right. People are like, oh, I love these songs, but I'm really looking forward to it. Like, when's Toyota Corolla coming out? When's Pray for Pray coming out? Like, all these things. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're getting there. Like, yeah, they're we're recorded. <laughs> but there's like, you know, we've got to figure out how to. <laughs> Got to go through a, a little bit of a legal process first, and then get this, then we can drop the video in the song. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yes. Like in terms of deciding what takes time versus what needs to be pushed out, I don't know. There's just like a sense of urgency. Like sometimes, like mm. with the with the one I was going to cook thing, it's like oh, we need to do this. You can't sit on that for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, you need to drop it this week. And with the bar salts thing, it's like this is just it's just the summer vibe, man. Yeah, like, we wanted a summer song, and Ro then yeah, Rollies like, was yeah. actually like he was away at a festival, like over New Year's, maybe on Bastards? I don't know, on something, and like it was in the news, <laughs> like it was the the whole getting your drugs tested yeah. thing. That yeah. was a debate, like can we are they allowed to be at the festival? Saying that's just a little debate, and then it happened, and then like yeah, know your stuff loved it. They like retweet, they just like tweeted about it. They shared yeah. it. They were like, yeah, finally a song, but, about yeah, it. finally yeah. some support. Yeah, I don't know, but like with that song, it was like. Rollies was away at the festival and like we we knew we had to get it done ASAP. Like yeah. they couldn't wait. But Bath Salts was a pretty big thing. Like it was like a lot of MD was it was in the Bath news, Salts at that point. Guess, yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. And then also the urgent the like stressing the importance of like safe drug taking and getting your drugs tested. And that's like that sentence is just 
pure duds. Having a good time, but I would, being like, responsible. I would love to play that song. If, if we could somehow get onto the R&B line this year, I'd love to play that song and get Dave Dobbin to come up and do the bridge with us. Maybe. Yeah, is that a goal, playing R&B? I would love to this year. Uh, the guy, I, yeah, we'll see. We'll be, yeah, I don't think cool. they'll put us on, but like, I'd love to play that. It's, yeah. that's the that's one of the goals this year is like get on some festivals man yeah play some festivals I feel like it's probably going to be hard for us because I don't think the punk aspect really like I don't think the people who choose festival lineups like punk like really see punk and, well not even yeah. punk but like punkish music if they came on to like, a show and saw us like you'd be like oh this makes a lot of sense yeah, these guys are so much fun yeah. the kids love them but if you like just sat down and listened to like our Spotify I don't think you'd be like yeah, I don't think they one over. It, yeah. And isn't that kind of lame? Like aren't they missing out on a whole range of potential New Zealand music with that limitation? It's kind of on them. Like they, but that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, see, they, they just assume that the same drum and bass stuff is going to but like it's a lot not, of kids just love to. I don't think we're up against the drum and bass yeah. stuff though. Like that, the drum and bass stuff is there to stay. It's Darts like, versus yeah. drum and bass. Yeah, I don't know. It's Darts a big and thing bass. Of putting pop on the festivals, which I'm not really like. Yeah, man, you're entertainers, the, man. They want to be entertained. Yeah, who's going to the festival to see development deal? Yeah, pop? they want to be like, oh, those guys were nuts, man. Yeah. Bro, can't mention that. You get a lot of defensive takes on Twitter, who, bro. Wait, who called you silly and harmless or whatever that was? No, that's me. I am silly and harmless. <laughs> Did do you call yourself silly <laughs> yeah, and harmless? Yeah, because I am silly and harmless. Oh, right. So there was no one, like, there wasn't a call no, no, for no. someone else. I'm harmless Harko, don't you know? I'm on oh. my best behavior. I feel like someone else must have called him that. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where that's coming <laughs> from. No, people, if anything, people attribute way more seriousness and, and like, intentions to what I say than anything else. Right. You know, people just, there's certain segments of the industry that can take a, take a bit of being fun being poked at them and there's certain segments that really can't. Who doesn't like you? I don't know if anyone does. <laughs> Straight up. I think it, probably a lot of people don't like me, but I don't know because they don't come and talk to me and tell me that. They just. Who do you know doesn't like you? No, I don't know, but I assume. Sure. Yeah, actually that's us. Like I. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very I, post, I posted like a us. meme on this actually at some point. Like I, I like I think there's a lot of people who don't like us. I don't always have the confirmation. Sometimes I do. But like I I think I know a lot of people who don't like I us. I'm not fine with it. I understand we're not everyone's cup of tea. Well and that's fine. It's <laughs> look, I, I got a lot of perspective on it with from just from living in London and then coming back to New Zealand. New Zealanders just have a automatic um reaction to any kind of uninhibited um, act or any uninhibited um, opinion or anything. It's kind of viewed as like something you culturally shouldn't really be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think you don't even know when people have a problem with you because most New Zealanders think it's a, it's like a polite or moral act. It makes them better to just keep it to themselves or like shit talking behind people's backs and not be upfront or public about things. And so when other people are upfront and public about it, they tend to get kind of defensive or kind of like attacky about it. That's just my take, though. That's how I kind of view it. We're we very, are also four dudes playing rock. So I mean, that's, that's probably. Yeah. I don't think people don't like us for that because of that. But it's a, yeah. It's a, it's I think a I'm factor. not. I think there's I've, the few things like I've heard about people talking about us negatively is because of like, ugh, it's just that. I like, the four dude rock four band. Four dude rock band. Yeah. Doing like just singing about people like they've definitely not listened to our music. Being like, just think about doing drugs and getting fucked up. That kind of stuff again. Like, ugh. That's the thing, Which, though. Like, yeah. you got to piss. Like, some not everyone's gonna get it. That nah. shouldn't be your aim. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying it's your aim, but like, I just say this to people. Like, and 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 the, these kinds of people agree with you as well. It's really just about finding the people who do fuck with you. It doesn't matter yeah. how many people don't fuck with you. And that's the point of genre as well. Yeah, like, like I don't care a bunch of like 
math rock metal bands that spend like have like 10 minute songs don't like us and their fans aren't fans of us like yeah of course you don't mm. like yeah. i don't like music but i'm like you know they're doing their thing they got an audience good on them it's so okay to have taste yeah. you're allowed to not like things and it doesn't mean you're shitting on them or holding anyone back yeah if you if you are being a cunt like <laughs> You know, there is that element of high school gossipy kind of like yeah. mean girls stuff. But like, you know, that's always bullshit and that's always everywhere as well. You can't escape that really. You just got to kind of be okay with it. Yeah. I mean, we're having fun. We're enjoying it. That's the thing. The, kid, yeah. the people that come out to the show have fun. That's at the end of the day, that's all that matters. You got to yeah. define your own success. And I think that's yeah. what you guys are good at in a sense as well. That's what I kind of see. Oh, we get like, excited by every little thing that happens to us. It's <laughs> yeah. so, it's just a fun like little ride to be on. And it's with, with like your three best friends. And I'm sure you've yeah. made it, you've played with a lot of people. I'm sure you like made a lot of friends as well and like gone to know a lot of people yeah. you wouldn't necessarily have met. I've said this before, like when you, we moved to a new city, me and Crispy, and like we thought it would just be easy to make friends. Right. And we ne- just, just couldn't like, it's not, it's hard. Like yeah. you need a reason. And then like starting a band, we've made so many friends, like some amazing communities we're part of, like just had some, Memories, like, I think you can never really have. Mm. Like, as well as like, it kind of helps. Like, we put ourselves out there. I'm like a naturally anxious person and a shy person. And then, like, there's nothing more confident than people just come out to talk, you, talk to you about your music and stuff or start a conversation. And then you got lifelong friendships. Like, I've met like Hennessy for the podcast. Yeah, like, shout out Hennessy. You, like, a bunch of people. Like, yeah. you'd never probably either run into two otherwise. And, and it's just great. Band, people from other bands as well. Yeah, so I mean, lovely other bands. Like, with fans, like, like tonight, like, we're very excited to be playing a show, but we're so excited just to hang out with like and Guardian people, singles, yeah. all the people that we generally love to pieces because they're so lovely and, and like welcoming. Yeah. And it's so good because there's such a, such little, so many little opportunities for that kind of like cross-germination to happen. Yeah. Like usually it'll just be like two, maybe two to three bands at one gig and then whoever is in that circle can meet one another. Mm. And the kind of opportunities that places like Welcome to Nowhere or Deep Dive Tonight kind of offer for so many different kind of bands to come, come together yeah. is so um, valuable. And to the opposite of what we were talking about before, like we've made friends with a lot of musicians and bands that maybe not my, like personally aren't really my cup of tea, their music, but I love them and I support them. Mm. And they likewise us, like they may not be like wanting us to hear us sing about like getting your drugs tested as well as <laughs> like blowing smoke up Dave Dobbo. But like yeah, yeah, they yeah, love yeah. what we do and they appreciate what we do and we all hang out and, you know, toot each other's horns and have a fun time. It's <laughs> yeah. great. And why not? Which is kind of the point. Have some wholesomeness in your little industry and your little community. It goes a long way. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Do you feel wholesome, Clark? Yeah, pretty wholesome. <laughs> you guys are a pretty wholesome, loud band. Yeah, They're not necessarily yeah. something that goes like hand in hand all the time. Yeah. We're not, we're pretty wholesome, man. Good friendship. I think the friendship is a key. Haven't, yeah, your friends. Thing, it yeah. really comes through, I think, which is good. Yeah. Especially like live and stuff. And especially if you're going to be on tour in like a very, very tiny 80s Toyota Corolla, you kinda, <laughs> you're going to hate each other. Like even behind the scenes, like we have arguments all the time, yeah. especially band related. Like I will lose my complete shit at the boys over something. Like we're doing, we, I've been editing this video for ages and I've never been so impatient and angry with him. But like, it's fine. It's and a like shared this, goal yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, other time, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you're on tour and you're hungover and you, someone just sees something and push something and you're just like, I can't fucking do this today. <laughs> but you all have a mutual understanding. Like it is just, it's, it's Bro, anger it's, out it's, of passion. It's like yeah. Vin Diesel says, man, it's about it's family. family. <laughs> it's family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. 
That's good. Like, and it's funny because the like the times that I've hung out with you guys, you have all arrived, all four of you at once, pretty much. Yeah, I don't think we've ever not. Turned we up like, to we always, <laughs> yeah, separate. we're always in the car together. Darts is like I feel like darts is in the car all the time. Darts man. is well, I said you know you did one of your like ask me anything on our road trip things. I was like. Why is there not? You guys spend so much fucking time in a car, all four of you. Yeah. yeah. Like there should be at least some kind of like content from the four of you being together stuck in a car at some point. This is hard to get it, man. I know. But that's, that's, we're doing a, this Toyota Corolla tour later this year. That is part of the plan is yeah. rig up the car, carpool karaoke style with GoPros and like oh. capture mm. a lot of footage and stuff. Because there's even going to be a lot of Clark behind the car pushing it <laughs> as it already has. So there's like, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I, I was also thinking about like, yeah, like in the future when like live stream technology gets better and stuff, I'd love to live stream from the car. Like yeah. We're on the road to Auckland to Wellington or something. Yeah. The other thing is like dope. when we are like doing the long haul drives, like we've done the Auckland to Wellington trip, God knows how many times, eh? I'm I so think... happy to hear you guys flew this time. Yeah, but yeah, like- this is our first time flying up as a band to Auckland, mental. But Stop driving are, Wellington yeah. But none oh, of us are like- I, Nah, bro, I like driving Auckland to Wellington as a I band. do like the drive, it's, it's still fun. It is so fun. It's so like, punishing. No. It's time with the boys, like, a, yeah. like, yeah. None of us are like listening to our music or anything. Like, oh, it's just banter, banter, banter the yeah. whole way. We, yeah. like, we talk the Giggles. whole way. There's Giggles. The, yeah. Giggles galore, man. Yeah, we'll be laughing and like, just having fun, listening to music. Yeah. Like, got, we've got all the good stops down on the way. It's, I would like, we got to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. We will be doing it again. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll be coming up here. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of driving in the next couple months. Yeah, we're doing hopefully a 17 date tour that's pretty cool in the yeah. car yeah it should be announced by the time this comes out yeah man yeah. uh or like about to be yeah. yeah are you guys like are you doing is that through like consecutive weekends or are you gonna do like whole weeks on the road uh we it's a mix of both we're doing two consecutive weekends to start and then we're going to south island and knocking that all out 11 Fuck days yeah. in south island as a row awesome mm. and not shows every day but like 11 days down there in the car and then Auckland and Wellington, like two final weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That'll be so exciting. It'll be good. I think I'm uh yeah, it'll be it'll be good. I I've, it's just gonna be fun, man. I we're really like hoping to make a big deal of like what we're doing with it and stuff. Yeah. Like it's a long it's a long term scheme. Yeah. <laughs> like what what's the in, in any kind of sense with it's vague or like specific like yeah. when you guys imagine yourself at the at the other side of the things you're putting out right now and working yeah. on right now like where what where do you imagine yourselves what do you imagine um, like you're going to be at when from now like the results from these things oh, that you're like working after on right from now. our next couple songs and tour yeah um like where would you want to be i think i'd like to be comp i think the tours thing is to end the two songs behind that would be Hopefully that we can do more tours, confident that we can sell places out. Yeah. And then kind of been like, you know, kicking at the heels and like nudging it, like festivals and stuff. Get, get in the like, hype, hey, man. We can, get in the hype. look at this. Yeah. Like, look at, this is us all by ourselves, all in-house run, 17 day tour. Yeah. <laughs> Playing these shows. Playing like our biggest shows ever across. Yeah. yeah. Our biggest shows. And putting on some yeah. damn good shows. Yeah. And I'd like to raise the ticket price too. After, you know, like yeah. we do the tour and it's like, oh, sick. So people pay a bit more to come see darts. Yeah, sick. That would be very good. That's like an actual good goal to get to. That's like yeah. a very specific. Yeah, man. We were hanging out with a boomer last week in Hawke's Bay or the week before last <laughs> in Hawke's Bay and he was just roasting us about the ticket prices of like- Being too low. He is a money yeah. man though. He yeah. is a- he's, Yeah, he's a he's finance. A, he, yeah, that guy's yeah. good with money, moving money around. It is pretty ridiculous though. 
but he was also it comparing is, it back to the eighties, which is you is, can't do that. No, yeah, like <laughs> I've like yeah, in the back of my in the back of my head during that conversation, I was like, yeah, we have played at like a lot of ten dollar entry shows. That's very cheap. Like, well, it's fine for an all ages show, but yeah, maybe yeah. not for like a headlining tour show. And also, yeah. our main audience is students. Like, we still got to be like. Pretty yeah, weird. that's the problem. Yeah, like yeah, I don't be like grifting like exactly. fifty bucks out of a kid. Just, yeah. just do like it's not like we're the wax chattels where all the people that show were forty. Yeah, and they're all buying merch and CDs yeah. and disposable income shows. That's 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 the genre you want to get at. This is our genre probably. <laughs> that's why I'm, I've been making a point about like how it just makes even makes more financial sense to put your gigs. I was on my like make the gigs earlier buzz. Just tweeting about that again, and I was like, it <laughs> yeah. makes financial sense because the people who actually have the fucking money will come to your gigs. Then, and if you, the later you put it, the younger the people who come, the less money they have to spend on everything. Yeah, I don't think I don't know where you are. Dan, Dan is a bit of an early night boy, but I'm definitely not on the late night. But you could do fucking two gigs, Clark. This is the whole point. You could have one, <laughs> and you could have an early one and then a late one. I don't think people come to the early one. That's because they I haven't done think, it for ten years. So these think, people just yeah. don't even try anymore. Our audience, I don't think this theory works for. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe like maybe your not, shadows and yeah. But if it was like a kids show early, you could do. I mean, yeah. we're doing that tonight. We are playing. Yeah, exactly. We're playing the kids show. But see, that's kind yeah. of what like you could do that. I mean, not, don't try and do it on your seventeen day tour, obviously. But no, um, there is no reason why you couldn't try and do yeah. like matinee shows and then. Like, I just, do like Sunday afternoon shows. We've done a couple. We've done some live to ears. We were planning to do a, like a couple Sunday stops or later stops on this on this tour, but just. Finding equipment in small towns is kind of hard, especially yeah. when you only got a Toyota Corolla. So yeah, might yeah. push it out a bit. Yeah, but I, I do agree. I think yeah. there is precedent for it. I think it's just case by case. And I think there's probably only a certain amount of things that you got that yeah. each band or whatever Nick can tackle at one time. Mm. Like you guys are solving your own yeah. your own career. Yeah. You don't have to fucking solve early shows at the same time and all that shit. Yeah, Crispy's at a bit of a crisis point right now, man. He's working full time, like more than full time. Honestly, he's working mm. like super hard at his full time gig. And like, I think like some of the tour stuff is like at that too much level. That's that pressure point, eh? It's you start getting to that, yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things you got to learn about it and then you, it pays off in like dividends, like knowing about how to apply for New Zealand air funding, knowing about like what dates are important to release things and when is a good time to tour and like what, what days and because we are experimenting. We're doing some Thursday shows and some Wednesday shows. Yeah. Seeing if we're getting you know, confidently kind of push out. So we've done really well in Christchurch mm. and now we're going to try a Thursday show in Christchurch, which is a kind of a risk, but why it's not? I think people are being socialized towards more Thursday shows by necessity. Mm. Like because people can't book the weekend. So they book the Thursdays. Yeah. And it's only going to get harder when the international yeah. tours and stuff happen. Yeah, because there's no venue. So everyone's getting smashed into this. Trying to, everyone's trying to yeah. book either yeah, Dark Room or Space Academy. Bro. We learned this list in the hard Wellington is the hardest city to yeah. book venues in in so, New Zealand. Yeah, you uh, unfortunately you haven't listened to the Bianca one, but her I was talking I talked to her about Wellington and she said the only thing we're missing is a small venue. Probably more venues than that, but she was like, We don't have like she essentially venues. Yeah. I think the one small venue that we do have that's really good is booked out to what? Past January next year. Yeah. Um, that's I, mad. The main problem in Wellington right now, or like I don't know, there's probably a wider problem, but like I see this current Wellington venue issue as stemming from Caroline closing, which was like a small venue mm. or like a smallish venue, like 100, 150 people. And nothing's popped up to replace it. Nothing's popped up to replace it. So the Caroline gigs have also gone to Valhalla, I feel like, right? which has just become booked up so much. Mm. And like there's always a Thursday and a Wednesday gig at Valhalla now, like booked six months ahead. Yeah. 
crazy. It's only it's hard and for me not to just sit here and say it's only going to get worse, but I think it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it's definitely only going to get worse. And it's such a shame that um, the council halls are such a pain to work with, like in terms of trying to find any all ages venues. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like it's you just pushed out like it's all it's it's hard to not to bring it back to like housing crisis and rentals and but economy. But absolutely, like, that's yeah. half the reason why Caroline closes. People keep complaining about the sound because they moved into the city, which is the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, uh, San Fran has its problem as well sometimes. It's like you. This is the most ridiculous thing you've you've purposely bought a city apartment yeah. across the road from a venue. And you did this was never gonna cross your mind as a. And that's how the yeah yeah the shit closes down because they can't play. With was it, when Jeff mentioned that Fortitude Valley thing, did you hear that in Brisbane yeah. the other week? That was mental. Like, I knew about that. Oh, you knew about that? Did yeah. you do you remember that? What you yeah. said? That's crazy. That is so cool. Imagine like mm. a suburb of music, man. But where? Even in Auckland or anywhere, like. Oh man, I've like actually, I've been saying, man, if Topo, like, if you could do gigs there, our life would be so much easier, man. <laughs> if we could do a gig yeah. halfway in between Auckland and Wellington, oh, that would be amazing. That was like our secret weapon to cartoons because we could play Timaru. Yeah. The, so we could we the, didn't have to do the straight Christchurch to Dunedin. We could do a halfway point. That's not that I, bad, I honestly though, think right? Christchurch should just. If Christchurch had like the some of the best live venues and stuff, that city would everyone would be going there. Everyone would have to travel there for their like it, it's there's so much potential in Christchurch. I think there's a lot of venues in Christchurch, like comparatively, to be honest. I'm telling every young person who talks to me about like, well, what do I want to do? I'm saying move to Christchurch. It's Is Christchurch. it just because the rent's cheapest? Because you'll save money. It's save money living there with rent. There's enough going on there that you can yeah. kind of like have a bit of a community, but also develop yourself heaps. And the airport, Christchurch Airport, is really accessible and pr and almost the cheapest flight in New Zealand is Christchurch to Auckland. I love Christchurch. I think I've never had an opinion on Christchurch. And then we, our last tour. We've played Christchurch twice. We played Christchurch twice. And have, oh, but I love that. That place we eat all the time. So good. The people, the we've sold out market. twice and they stick around and they just thought, like like we work the doors and they just like they see you and their eyes light up and like the you the lines hold up because everyone wants to have a yarn with you. Crash churches, yeah. They turn out for shows and it's sick, lovely. It yeah, lovely. I don't know if I'd live there. I think what's good about Wellington for us is that we can hop in the car and come to Auckland, mm. which is very important. I think for us at least, like a lot of our big opportunities have been because we'd be willing to jump in the car and come to Auckland. Yeah. Which you can't do if you're flying because flights are expensive. No, they're like $49. Not not lot, but not, we're, we're a very last minute yeah. steaming band. Oh, yeah, exactly. okay, right, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> is one of the downsides, I <laughs> yeah. guess, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I see why you say that. And I guess that's like, because like earlier this year, I was definitely, for a bit, I was on the Dart Should Move to Dunedin for a few months train. Oh, and yeah. like try building remember, audience down yeah, there. Yeah, I remember we've been and talking about really that. And like, I was really thinking about it and like- You were pushing. sold on the idea. I, I, I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I didn't mind the idea. Like, no, My partner think, didn't love it. You don't need to do months. You don't need to do a month. You, <laughs> what, you, we didn't you, do a winter. No. Was it, what, you need to do two, yeah. just do two yeah. weeks. I, th I think like, yeah, it's hard. That seems like the hardest place to get down to. Like just this is a flight cost and stuff and like time sink and stuff. But if you're happy driving, you just do- Fly into Christchurch, which is easy, and then drive down, playing a show on either side, and you've kind of paid for it. Is that what we did last time? 
Yeah, was last the, time we did that whirlwind tour, like, like we did yeah. Christchurch and Dunedin so fast. If yeah. you guys, because you guys already, you know, you did the um, playing as many crate days as you could. I'm yes. not saying you need to do that again. But we are going to do it. We again. are going to. Okay, it great. But um, but like, <laughs> I I just imagine how easy that would be to transpose to orientation week in Dunedin. Where it's just like we'll play as many oh flat God. parties for Ori week idea. as possible. Like on and like that's the you don't need to be playing at a fucking on, venue today. You need to play in Castle Street. Again. It's my phone dead. The what? <laughs> <laughs> so we can do that scheme, man. Yeah. <laughs> just some scheming, sorry, audience. You'll you'll find out about that one in a few months, I guess. The other thing with the Christchurch thing isn't is it doesn't fix the problem of like I left Auckland to go to Wellington mm. to escape the same problems here, like the dying music scene and like the housing prices. Then Wellington's just had the same problem. And I feel like if everyone did the same thing, Christchurch would ne be the next in line. The, these are the bigger issues are like the, you know, everything, the housing yeah. prices, property investors and blah, blah, blah. some like, I think that there is some cool shit going on in Christchurch though, to be fair. There's cool shit everywhere. Yeah. That's the hard thing. It's like, there is cool yeah. shit. There's cool shit in Auckland. Like we shit on Auckland, but there's cool stuff here. I will generally say, I think I realized this last night. I have completely changed my tune on Auckland. I've had so many fun times here. I think it's just, it is just so hard. <laughs> I've, so I hard. haven't changed my tune on what I think about Auckland music scene really. Uh, I but don't I think enough young kids are coming out in Auckland still. Yeah, it does not. Yeah. I think it's like this, like what is uni in Auckland as a oh, thing? Yeah. Like it's this weird thing where you live with your parents and you go to uni or you and go in a not, hall yeah. and then you like- Everything's expensive to do. Yeah, and there's, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't get Auckland to that in that way, but yeah. That is the, the biggest stark difference I think is like when you come to Auckland, you are playing to people in their mid twenties, like upwards. Auckland I don't really like see a lot of like- well, there's Fresh a really based. strong music community. That yeah, that's is, exactly what it is, yeah. yeah. That isn't necessarily a young person. It's, it's like people who really are into music, not just like young people who want to have fun. And that we is kind of a, a difference, lot. although there's yeah. a Venn diagram, I'm sure. Mm. But yeah. people here are quite seriously into music mm. as yeah. opposed to just want to like, whereas Dunedin's the other side of the spectrum where there is a small community like that. But most of the audiences, if you're getting a big audience in Dunedin, is because yeah. people are having a fun night out. Yeah. I Like the... The most damning thing about like young people coming to music for me, like local shows, is like both times we played with the chats back in 2019. That like each time those shows were huge and like 500 people or whatever and sold out. But the people that were there and the people that come to local regular gigs, like there was no crossover. You never see them again. Yeah, exactly. Like, so our first show was a chat sold out show at Meow. And like we, that's got this initial like, group Huge of fans boost. from that yeah. of chats fans and they like quite a few of them came to like our first couple of shows after that in town like in wellington town but like at those as the other general wellington fans picked up those dribbled off quite quickly i'd say mm. because i don't think they enjoyed going to gigs they did not like the experience. Gigs are not necessary. Gigs tend to be set up for the music connoisseur as opposed to the fun, like just, the, I'm, I'm not saying just the venues, but like kind of the crowd and how the, the, the majority of the, of the crowd will operate tends to like look down on people like, you know, youngest, let's just say drunker, kind of like have fun night out thing. Yeah. Whereas like they can go to nightclubs and feel like everyone's doing that. So they feel part of what's happening in the whole building and they have, more, yeah. they're at least self-conscious about it. I remember going to Soaked Oats gigs when they started 
transitioning out of Dunedin into what they are now, which is kind of like a very like, I would say quite well thought of and followed like New Zealand guitar band. But yeah. initially they had that Dunedin groundswell. Yeah. And I remember there was that interesting period where their, their gigs were, the audiences was half and half. It was like yeah. people were starting to check out like, oh, what's going on with the Soaked Oats band? But then all the like last remnants of like the uni were going out for a, for a good night were all still there as well. And they kind of just did clash. It was a very clash of like. Bro, I have no, that's I think was my weird vibe last time we played Auckland is we had a, like a so many young, cause I, I'm so used to playing, like we sold out back room, mm. but we used to playing like young people like going nuts. Like a sold out room where people like we had the kids there having a great time. Then people like obviously like you said, appreciating the music and having just, which I, I am that person. I am the stand back, you know, move bubble my head and have a little jiggle, but like I need my space kind of thing. Yeah. But I was, I was like, I was like, after the gig, like we played well, there's no problems. But I was like, it was a weird vibe. I think, I think the problem there was that it was like, it was just slightly too small a room. So like yeah. the, you the, people, who, the people who are going hard and mosh and stuff and are drunk kids and the people who are standing there like, you know, and appreciating yeah. it were just a bit too close together. Whereas the whammy main room, we played that a couple months before that. It was, I'd say it was probably the same split yeah. of people, maybe a bit more towards the kids, but because it's a bigger room, they didn't really have to, they didn't clash as much. See, I find this shit so interesting and it baffles me that like for some reason there's, there's just <laughs> no public conversations about these kinds of things in the New Zealand music scene or like there, there, there's no way you could know these things unless you just experienced them mm. yourselves mm. or started, you know, because even like bands don't necessarily, you know, most musicians just actually like music and making music. They really don't care too much about the business or the intellectual side of like how the industry works. And that's totally fair enough. Like yeah. I feel kind of cursed with caring about that sometimes, but it's, it just makes it rarer in, in to like kind of help understanding. Cause I'm sure you guys feel this. If like you knew what you knew, knew now you might have set certain things up at the start to maybe fast track it a bit. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, I, we, fig- I think we figured out how to hack what we wanted to do pretty quickly. Mm. But if I knew what I knew now, it would be so different. Yeah, I think yeah. we also quite like the behind the scenes and knowing and learning. Yeah, mm. I think that's actually, actually a, a thing fun. about us versus other people. Like for every band practice we do, <laughs> which will be like a 40 minute go through the set. Like we'll do like two, three hours business meeting, man. of like sitting Straight around talking about like music stuff. I like, think that's why I relate to you guys so much because that's <laughs> precisely what I've done the entire time I've been. I'm obsessive like i need to know absolutely everything about like everyone making music in new zealand like yeah. i need to i need to learn everything as soon as possible and it's fun <laughs> yeah and it's i think my thing is having it pay off and being like i fucking knew it yeah because yeah. <laughs> people will like give us a side eye and i'm like we're like we're be like oh you're like you're losing money but we did heavily invest in the band at the start or like the crate day thing we that was we we lost a lot of money but the payoff in terms of like the new listeners, the people that stuck around, people have been like, darts, great day, saw you there. Like even to this day, if I meet a stranger or something, I'd yeah. be like, oh man. It's an investment. Yeah. And people just, yeah. And like learning things, I mean like this sounds like it shouldn't work, but I've got a good feeling just based off like Clark learning things. And then he'll talk to me and I'll like draw something up and I'll be like, I'm like, we look at it and we get, we get giddy. We're like, you know this is going to work because the, not the data, but like the research, the work pattern to it. I mean, like this is knowing our audience. I mean, like this is gonna, they're gonna froth at this. <laughs> yeah. Like this video that's coming out. I'm so, 
it's been an exhausting process. A lot of getting to learning a lot of hard lessons along it the way. It took us so much longer to get to the, even the point of filming it. Yeah. Yeah. And we got the funding for it. In October last year. Yeah. So nearly a year and it's coming out, hopefully. But still there was also <laughs> like COVID stuff over the course of the year. Yeah, but like it is and it, I mean, it pays off and you're like- I knew it. Yeah. And then like you see people, I want to say make mistakes, but not know things like when they announce their tours or their songs drop or something and you're like, I've always, we've always been like, we should just open like a little school or like, like a, or a business where we can do this, what we've learned and just do it for people. But it is a thing where like, it sucks to say, but you really got to start you learn. Like we're lucky, I think. Not a lot of bands have this and not a lot of people have like the finances, which I understand. But like, we're lucky that like I do with graphic stuff and like design and Clark is, has did study marketing and is just really, like he said, into learning and continuing to learn the stuff about the music industry and what's happening, what's making circles. And not just the music industry, like what our audience are using, like in terms of platforms, what what's working, what is they're talking about and stuff and putting in that effort behind the scenes and then deciding, like okay, what are, what is Darts gonna do here? And then putting that work in. It's a lot of work, but it's so much fun. Yeah, That's probably the, I think a lot of these ideas have come and us talking about this nerdy stuff is on the trip from Wellington to yeah. Auckland. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. It's just a seven hour, what, 10 hour <laughs> business meeting. Yeah. We spend so much time together compared to probably every other band, I reckon. Mm. Like yeah. we don't live together right now, but like we may as well. Yeah. Like right. it's, it's at that We brought this up yesterday on the car. I don't know if you remember. We were like, how long do you think we've been What in hours or days or weeks without talking to each other? And we're like, I generally was like, I don't think I've not talked to one of you guys or the group our group chat. I've never had not had a notification of that in less than 24 hours. Yeah, right. We're constant, constant yeah. Man, yeah. But it does come back to the friendship thing. Yeah. But I think people got to start willing to collaborate outside of their bands. Like find someone like this. I think Peach Promotions and I think Woody Donna's been doing this really well. Like they found some other Massey students that do art and stuff and they're like paying them like even if it's 50 bucks or something do their posters and their gig posters. But their posters, their gig posters look Damn good, mm. and yeah, that's crushing it, man. Yeah, nothing, nothing like a good gig poster that's funny or like eye catching, that pays off, or like a good shirt design. Like Willie Donner's also got some great. Some of the merch that's been coming out recently, some other stuff. There's some great so merch, good. merch yeah. game, bro. Do you own any darts merch yet? I don't own any oh, darts God. merch yet. Right, this podcast darts, is over. Yeah, buy some <laughs> darts merch on Bandcamp, bro. Yeah, sick. Um, well, listeners out there, do yeah, treat yourself. I, I was gonna say, I think I've, we completely haven't mentioned this, but the merch is probably something that. I reckon it's fucking helping us. We make man. bank off yeah. merch. Yeah, like most of our cash is made off the merch. Do you know, I will tell you because I did that, I did like a merch pop-up store at Crumb for New Zealand Oh Music yeah, Month. we forgot to bring our merch for them. Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, oh, but, did we sell all our merch at the show? Is that what happened? No, I think I was, we were going to give it to me, but my flight didn't arrive. Oh uh, yeah, that was it. By the time you guys, because I wanted to pop in and see it anyway, but my yeah. flight got in too late. Yeah. It was really cool. It was really cool. Uh, but- it really, because I messaged, I canvassed a lot of people mm. being like, hey, I'm doing this thing, Would, you know, because it was a great opportunity because Miles at Crumb was like, well, we won't take any money off it. Yeah. So let's just like, whoever That's wants great. to be on it. Like, and yeah. I'm like, cool, it's going to cost you nothing essentially. But it really shocked me. And how, I'm part of this as well. Like how little people have merch? No one has merch. And if they did, it was mostly shit. Yeah, it yeah. was the dregs or they were like smalls and they were from a last tour and stuff like that. Yeah. And like bands, it's such a, 
it's such a I'm not gonna say easy because there's there's difficulties to doing it and like you've got to get the ball rolling shit like that. But once you've got it up and running, like it is so beneficial on yeah. so many levels. People turn into walking advertisements for you. Yeah. People identify with your band more. You get the money. Yeah. Like the skeg shirts, like oh, like it's a fashion label. Like yeah, people exactly. love to wear it. And they like the it's an identity thing. Oh, the, the dart, dart shirt. shirts in Wellington. There's a Everywhere. lot of fucking dart shirts in yeah. Wellington. The dare shirts. Yeah. The, um, like even around Auckland. Like we're smashed in that little crew. But like, but like, bro, Wellington, like I'll be driving down like Ritterford Street and I'll see someone walking in a dart shirt like down the street and I'll lean out of the car and be like, yo. And they'll look at me like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) And like that, like the old, like the 2019 dart shirts are now like in the op shops. It's like, it's the constant cycle that, yeah, it's real good. But it's another, it's what it comes back to what you're talking about. It is. Yeah. It's a it's a fashion label, but it's a it's, yeah. a, business, it's a business even yeah. more general. Like it's thinking of what you're doing yeah. as a business. You can't just chuck darts in like you know Times New Roman on a shirt and be yeah. like call it a day. <laughs> We're real lucky to have Dan's to like smash out the merch designs when we but, need them yeah. fast. I think it's if like I didn't exist all this yeah. time, or we yeah. would be like we should find you would hire someone. Yeah, go to Zenefest. Like those guys will do, like struggling arts will we will do things. Yeah, as we love it and we want to. Yeah, and just chuck some cohorts with them. Yeah. If you make, if your shirts if you're selling your shirts for thirty dollars, out of five dollars each, sell track to the artist. Bro, like, like come the, on. The, I feel like the merch is so fun. Like we've like I think both we've surprised people with the <laughs> shirts. Ideas, like, yeah. It's been like, hey, guess what, Clark? We made new shirts, <laughs> and here they are. They're already printed. Oh yeah, the Rolly shirt. <laughs> or like yeah, for Rolly's birthday, we surprised him with a Rolly shirt. Nice. You seen the Rolly shirt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so good, man. And it's done really well. Yeah. The Deer shirt's done fantastically well, and that's a simple. Design. Well, I feel like it's like it, fit, it makes sense to me because I'm like big into the YouTube community and like YouTubers are amazing at making just like turning their like content or themselves into memes and merch. Yeah. Like it's a very normal we, thing to do. We probably could have done like we could do more merch drops, like things around that kind of stuff. Like we could have done great day merch. We could have done like mm. yeah, but- merch. It'll all get can in the time. future. Doesn't matter, exactly. does it? This yeah, we've I've already got ideas for future merch. We've got some great. Yeah. Oh yeah, the tour we're we're planning to like something <laughs> I've been thinking about with this tour coming out with this Corolla tour is like I want to get I want to and this is something that again bands are not doing. I want to move more into branding and like I think this plan has been scaled back a bit now because of timeframes and stuff like that. But like I wanted us to dress like a sports team for the entire tour, like nonstop on stage, off stage. Like all the time, Canterbury branded darts shit <laughs> nonstop. Because I'm like, that's what 660 does. They present themselves as their as if they're a sports team. So we should do it too. And like people will buy. That it. was one of the most brilliant uh, insights that I've heard about like New Zealand bands. Some before. people came back on me on that, and they were like, "Oh, 660 just really like rugby because they all played rugby at uni and stuff." It's probably true. Like it, it's probably it's probably not as premeditated as I thought it was. But it's but but like the the, the but they are doing it. The outcome's the same. Yeah. So exactly. it doesn't matter what the intention is. Yeah, for sure. And I thought that was fucking brilliant. The way, yeah, we should say it's just the insight that they kind of they tie themselves to to sports to, to, sports, to, to specifically Kiwiana, rugby and man. the All Blacks. Yeah. Is, they're at Super Rugby games. They play at rugby stadiums. They do like. Yeah, they brought yeah same language you were pointing out. Like, yeah, they when they played Eden Park, they walked out of the um, the tunnel, right? The tunnel. <laughs> I was gutted. We were in Auckland that day, and we didn't end up going to the gig. I wish we tried oh, no. to scheme ourselves into the gig. We had a we had a uh, we had a, like a plan to um, shoot a music video on Dominion Road 
using the fireworks from the 660 gig in the background. Dope. But like I... Oh, that's like, a I tough some, time to pull up. But like, I, like Crispy was like, there's not going to be fireworks, man. They're not going to do fireworks. And so I called Ian Park pretending to be like a <laughs> local resident. Like, uh, my dog might be scared. Is it going to be fireworks on Saturday for the 660 game? And they're like, oh, I'm the head of security. I'll go find that out for you. And like, so I spent like half an hour on the phone. <laughs> And like you were there while I did this as well. Like, just like, and like, like, it's gonna be fireworks. Like, like, oh, no, steal for sorry, a there's not gonna be any fireworks. I'm like, oh, God damn, it. damn it! Why are we planning to be on Auckland for this night without anything lined up? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, oh. that well, is that was a like it's any. Like, I think that's one of the things with Auckland. You gotta have a high value time in Auckland, man. Like, yeah, man. You gotta maximize. Like spending a night up here and not doing anything is a bad. Especially if you don't live here. I think like yeah. it's okay to not live in Auckland. I truly believe this and still make it, but you do have to make the most of your time in Auckland Absolutely. because of how it's set up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've been I've been thinking about living in Auckland as a concept recently. <laughs> like and excuse me. The the reasons why it seems appealing is not at all because of the music side of things. <laughs> yeah. Like the it's just the weather. <laughs> yeah. The Wellington winter sucks. But it's not that bad. It's pretty bad, man. It's been so, oh man, my house is so cold. But like, yeah, we should write a song about cold houses. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the black lungs from the mold in Wellington. Honestly, yeah, I went to the doctor because I'd been when I was flying, I was having these insane ear pains, and I went to the doctor, and they were like, "It's probably mold. It's probably caused by mold." Apparently, oh, fuck. And yeah, man, I've had I've lived in some I've lived in three very moldy flats in a row. Mm. So fun times. But what was I saying? It's oh yeah, it's fine. The market will correct it. I'm sure. Auckland, yeah, <laughs> I think the good thing, <laughs> the good thing about Wellington and this lens like is connected to what we were saying before is that like it's so much smaller than Auckland and the traffic's not as bad. So like me and Dan's and Crispy and Rollies can meet up like within half an hour or whatever, like at any mm, time. True. Like at any point, which is really good. Mm. We can spend a lot more time together because of that. Most of it mm. at Rolly's house. But that's all good. Practicing and stuff. And yarning. No, there's been a real lack of questions for me. So I did ask you the question about who called you harmless and silly. Um let's yeah, just, just self-titled. <laughs> let's come through. Let's come through with some more Haka questions. Um You're gonna get a guitar again? Yep. What guitar are you going to buy? Don't know yet. I, well, I ha have half an idea, but I haven't got it yet, so it's not confirmed. Yeah. What might it be? Might be a Dan Electro. 59? Not sure yet. Cool. Interesting. Questions. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, it's not super interesting. That's why I'm the one asking the questions usually. Bro. <laughs> Did you enjoy Welcome to Know you? Playing at Welcome to Know Loved it. That was one of the best. Well, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, playing was fine. Did it you camp? Camping was great. Oh, bro, I had it in the camping, man. I don't know. I was, me and Rollers were talking about this before. Like, we had one blanket between the two of us. We were in a oh, warehouse. Tough. It got cold. There was like one night, it was fucking cold, to be honest. One of them, maybe the first night. Yeah. yeah. But and did you have to carry your gear up and down the hill? Well, I, I just have my Digitech. So, because I'm smart, I'm not in a fucking band. So, I just like have a, a briefcase. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, I'm going to take a small amount of credit for getting you a welcome to know it, man. Thank you. I told, I told what's his name back in Bones? Uh, Joel. Yeah. yeah, back in like Jan twenty twenty, I was like, "Yo, get Harko on the welcome to nowhere." I've was it your solo thing or was it? It was solo. Oh, he's not in his band anymore. Who? You? Not in two cartoons. No, stop that. <laughs> stop that. 
Um, I will say it's been really nice to get to know Joel. I did already have a really good relationship with um, Ben Jones Bones because we were at the same uh, university hall. So we went through university together the entire time. Sure. And, I don't know who that is. but Oh, uh, he's kind of, I... he's the guy with the dread, uh, the like, he's got quite like uh, curly hair. He's very chill. He was wearing the bucket hat all, all the time. I, 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 I mean, I've said this before. I don't know. Like we saw some iGum board meeting at San Fran and there was like 20 people sitting around a table and we only knew who five of them were. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> like, yeah, I only know Joel Bones and, and like then Bianca. I've never, but it was great to play because I've always, I was completely jealous of the Wellington music scene and I just wanted to get amongst. I wanted to see what was up and that was an amazing time for me because I got to see um, so many Wellington bands. I'd never had there the chance to see. Ex- very good bands. Wellington, like the Spectre man. Collective, I really loved, and I had never even like been able to see any of them. You ever thought about living in Wellington? Yeah, I thought about it, but it's. I would just encounter the same. For me and my and personally, the I, it would just be the same um, cons, but yeah. less pros for me. The rents in Wellington sucks. It does suck. I would yeah. only. I would only consider. Because I'm trying to figure out where I want to be, settle down and stuff like that. Because I don't really like Auckland. Yeah. Because I, I, I actually live more of a life than I do have a musical life in a sense. Mm. Um, and I just don't like Auckland for my personal life. I don't go out late at night. I don't go to these kind of things you get, you pay for, for being in Auckland. Yeah, yeah. I, so like really the only places I would kinda con- I'm would kind of considering would be like Littleton. Ooh, at I've, the moment, I've a few friends been shifting down there. We're yeah, like Christchurch area. Yeah, we're playing a gig there in that tour. Yeah, I went to Littleton once. That's great, man. It's kind of like a cold port. It's like the South Island port version of Raglan. So it's like shipyards and stuff like that <laughs> as opposed to beaches. But it's yeah. the, that's this, it's a quirky... It's completely separated by the Port Hills. So you, you're completely separated from Christchurch even though you're just a tunnel away from it. Mm. It's got its own vibe. It's brilliant. Highly recommend checking it out. I'm, pretty looking, I'm actually looking forward to... Doing that show, yeah. What show are you most looking forward to on the tour? Uh, I am definitely looking forward to getting back to Christchurch. I yeah, I am have fun in love with that. I tell you what, I'm not surprised you guys do really well there. And I think we're playing Queenstown and Wanaka. I think that's going to be fun. I've never been there before, so I'm looking forward to that. And just we got like four days off. I think just hanging out with the boys, doing some you know group spas and whatever we're going to (laughs) do, having some fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually just the the fact that we're doing this in the car. And it's it just smells like a grandparent's house in there. It's this old, beat up, eighties, low key. Nineteen eighty nine Toyota Corolla XL. Yeah, I think there's just gonna be so many like just, just memories that you're never gonna forget. I think there's a thing about cool thing about doing this with your best friends in a band is like, <laughs> be like telling the story of the time that we packed into a Toyota Corolla that it feels dangerous in that car. Like <laughs> it's so low to the ground, it 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 stinks like the exhaust stinks. It's it was, an awful machine. It was so weird when we went to buy the Toyota Corolla the other week in Hastings. Because, like, it's this thing. So the Toyota Corolla tour is a concept we've probably been talking about since like mid twenty nineteen, um, and so like, it's pretty objectively ridiculous thing. Like going to buy a car as a band, and <laughs> no bands do that. Like, not anymore necessarily. Yeah. And like, if they do, and it's, it's not a practical exactly, car yeah. for a yeah, yeah, car yeah, for a practical bad, purpose. Yeah, yeah. It is a granny car. car for content. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it was a really ridiculous thing. But in my head, I was like this is completely normal because like I've planned about it for like a year and a half. So it was so weird. Yeah. Very weird vibes. Um, Do you guys have any plugs? Um, That you can can legally talk about. Oh, we can legally talk about everything. (laughs) It's just that it's currently being reviewed by a lawyer. (laughs) 
Uh, I think at this point, uh, our new song, Pray For Pray will be out in the video, okay. which I think will make it, if when that video's out, us talking about legal stuff will make a whole lot of sense yeah, when cool. you see what the video is. Yeah. And the tour, come see us on tour. Um, I'm trying to think what other plugs we have, man. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. <laughs> Buy the merch at smokedarts.bandcamp.com. Um, there might be hoodies incoming, but <laughs> we, <laughs> I, I already know the meme is going to be no one can take a good photo in a darts hoodie. Because, That's a new challenge. Buy a hoodie and see if you can take a good photo. <laughs> exactly, because we, yeah, we have not taken good photos in the hoodies so far. Um, <laughs> to sell on Bankup, yeah. We've got all the hoodies done, but we can't sell them because we can't decide on a good photo. Yeah, yeah, right. There should be, there'll probably be two other, like a couple new merch pieces coming, at least a, like yeah. a tour jersey. And a, we've got two big singles that people have been asking for for ages coming out. Um, you pray for pray will be out by the time this comes out and then Toyota drop will. Also, I want to plug Sean's B-Day. <laughs> I think that's my other plug, man. Sick. Sean's, yeah. Plug plug for Sean's B-Day. Do you like Sean's B-Day as much as I like, as we like Sean's B-Day? Well, I don't know how much you guys like Sean's B-Day. I like Sean's how, most, like the best band in the world. I'd say I, 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 I've, Jake, I really love. Yeah, the Sean, Sean Sean's a piece of shit. Sean and Cassie, I, 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 I like to get to know them more. <laughs> Sean's fucking I, I don't awesome. know them as much. Um, the story how we met is fantastic as well. If you still have time on the podcast, yeah, you want to tell it? Yeah. Um, like I, because I studied drama when I lived here, and that's how I met Jake. And he was just like, "Oh yeah, you gotta come see my band." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll come along." Like, cool. I think yeah. Oh. And then I was like, "The clock is like, oh, you wanna come along and watch my friend Jake's band?" He was probably on the show. Was sports on the show? Oh yeah. And that was, that was the first time I saw. Uh, it was Sean's Minnie Simmons. And we've, Minnie Simmons sports and Sean to be there at the Paul and Public House. Oh uh, yeah. And, and we just St. Patrick's Day. We show. were just like, I, I, my jaw was on the floor. It was so much fun. The songs were great. I was like, this is what. I think you probably don't get darts without Sean's birthday. No, more ways I, than one. <laughs> I, I would not at all be like writing or playing music right now if not for Jake and Sean's birthday. Yeah. Not like Lo the loveliest not. guy. Yes, like well. also because I like Love like them. through them I like kind of like got into listening to like the Australian music that is like the main yeah, influence. Jake, Jake definitely music. put us onto it. Aussie core. Yeah, exactly. Because that's like a that's all up. Like I only listen to New Zealand music, and that like that's it for me. So like, in terms of like, Jake also he mentioned this on the on his episode. He also helped us get that chats opening slot. Yeah, which was the antithesis of. Starts forming. Yeah, exactly. But like so. with those bands as well, it would be like Jake would be like opening for Skeggs. So I go listen to Skeggs. Yeah. Jake would be opening for Hockey Dad. So I go listen to Hockey Dad. But He's a great guy. I was there when he met his wife. Like, it's, it's all those things. It's, it's one of those, yeah, we went to the wedding. It was, it, lovely. He's part of the story. Yeah, and he's just oh, a great friend. He's yeah, just a lovely guy. Although, he is a beautiful like, man. Like, strangely, apparently he's busy today playing soccer, man. Yeah, but yeah. Hopefully he has some flaws, okay? <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> does play soccer. You play D&D? No, I used to play soccer though. I don't care about soccer. But <laughs> I, I, I'm Go apparently ball around you losers. Yeah, man. Apparently D and D is uh, apparently darts D and D would be fun. Fuck, can't be bothered, man. I, I like I don't know enough about D and D to verify this, but apparently we should be on Twitch doing D and D. I was more into Pokemon and like Pokemon bat competitive battling and stuff like that. Like not even playing the like games through. Who's like, your favorite of the original 154 Pokemon? I'm a big sucker for Primate. Why? Ooh, I never heard myself about Primate. Because the fucking boxing gloves, he just looks fucking sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but isn't like Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee cooler than that? In the no, fighting? they looked Let a little bit question. too like humanish. Yeah. Are they boxing? Are they? They're, are they a fashion accessory or is he? Hitmonlee's the kickboxer. Hitmonchan's the boxer. Oh. But they both look a bit like Hitmonchan looks a bit too humany. Yeah. The design wasn't my kind of thing. Whereas like a fucking like monkey like. 
round thing with that, and it's like mental, <laughs> and it's got boxing gloves as well. Like that was fucking crazy. Does he buy the boxing gloves or is he, are they like attached to him? They're attached to him, man. They don't come off. That shit doesn't change like, in the yeah. originals. Like I was, you know, I was pretty into it. I was pretty into it. I, you know, last couple, even up until like a couple of years ago, I was like, there's this thing called PokemonShowdown.com and it's literally just the battle mechanics. And so you can set up any team you want and people are online on the servers and you're just like straight up um, climbing tiers and stuff like that. A bunch of people just stop the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those are the- <laughs> hey, all right. Okay. Yeah. Like, all right. Now let's get down to it. Now we're getting to the hard questions. Bro, I was going to say my favorite Pokemon from the original one is, um, is it Farfish? It comes with a leak. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's crack up. Uh, like a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of times I've like. What's a dude that wears a little skull and just whacks people with a bone? Well, there's uh, that's Cubone, Cubone yeah. and Marowak, yeah, yeah, man. I um, <laughs> me Was and it? my girlfriend both do this. Like, we'll grab a leak and hit each other with a leak in the supermarket and do like the far fetched <laughs> noise, man. <laughs> it's a good time. Gross. I love that. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for being on the podcast, guys. No Not worries. A problem. Like, as a as a, I think a band that's part of the podcast story and the. And the um, New Zealand music meta, uh, I think it's ni- it's nice to have you as part of the actual uh, system now. I really like. I think a lot of that just comes from being on Twitter, right? Like, yeah. I before before there was a Dutch Twitter account. Like I, yeah, I feel like I didn't know a lot about what was going on, but it seems like it's all going down on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> there's a certain, there's just a certain segment. It's a very uh, there's a certain only a certain type of person has a, is on Twitter, and it's the small yeah. minority of most people. So it creates a certain environment for for certain um, points of view to either be like <laughs> accepted or not accepted. The, yeah, the darts Twitter is not for the darts fans. It's <laughs> like yeah, Harko, it's Twitter, Harko Twitter is is not really for Harko fans either. It's interesting. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. Mm. I see it as it's the place. It just is the last little thing I see. Twitter is the place that. You, I just throw shit at the wall to see what sticks in terms of reactions to it, whether it's negative or positive. It's just where I tell the temperature of a certain segment of what's going on and it's always really interesting to me what people kick off at and what people don't kick off at. And yeah. that's kind of, that helps. I go like, oh, that's, there must be something interesting going there. I'm going to think a little bit more about that. That's what I use it for. Because it's fun in games. It's fun. You know what takes Twitter seriously? is fucking idiot. <laughs> Like it's a fucking app where you write a limited amount of words on, and there's nothing else to it. Like, you could do something with your life. Bro, I'm I'm so proud of the Dutch Twitter man. Like, I post something funny like once a week. Dude, I I love I, yeah. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> it's just you two talking, really. It's pretty much. And then like, <laughs> also like, I feel like I've I've like. What happens if we blow up one day? I don't know, <laughs> man. Yeah, that Twitter's going. It's like I I like. There's I, no way I'm ever letting you lose the cool rock band handle. Yeah, that's, that's true. So good, bro. So, someone yelled "cool rock band" at me at Wemmy Backroom last night. It's gonna. Happen I know again whoever. Tonight. I don't know who they yelled at, but if they're listening, fuck you, man. Weird. <laughs> that was weird. That was cringe. Cringe AF. Yeah. Try getting yee how the boys yelled at you all the time. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine if you'd had any other username when you were <sighs> yeah. up, man. mental. Um, cool drawing guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's from darts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, well, thanks, boys, for coming on. Not a problem. Very no much worries. appreciate it. I'm very excited for the gig tonight. Who's your wish list on the podcast? Bikranga. That was quick. Why? Uh, Big Ranger, Cody Nielsen, Anika Moa. I want Mikey Havoc on. I want. Um, Surely these people aren't hard to get. I don't think I would be interested in many of those podcasts, man. 
That's cool though. Yeah. I don't really do it for you. It's just nice that you enjoy it. <laughs> I probably pay more attention than most people though. Yeah, well, that's cool. But like, also, like, really, it's just a dumbass. It's an excuse for me to like spend time with people like Can you. Can you get Lorraine on? Lorraine says no. <laughs> Lorraine says no. She doesn't want Tom on. She doesn't want um, Dobbo on. She doesn't want to return my emails. Who, um, who, imagine if someone talk on your behalf and just say, no, Tom cannot do this. <laughs> that, yeah, that's very weird. Uh, yeah, imagine not being able to say yes to going on a podcast. Yeah. Like, why? To be fair, though, it's also just like, it's a silly podcast, but. And that's good. That's good. I, honestly. People should be talking about this stuff in their craft, especially if you're a young person wanting to learn or you're a big old nerd like Clark wanting to learn what's That's my whole thing. I don't, I don't necessarily want people on my podcast. I want people to fucking start their own channels of like communication so they can talk directly to people and not rely on our failing, the failing media um, <laughs> to give them a leg up, you know? Just like you can take control of your own communication channels. Yeah. Bro, it was really funny. Like I was thinking about the other day. I was like, because I like I knew we were gonna come on the Hardcore podcast. <laughs> I was like, um, there's no one else who will like we're gonna be in Auckland all weekend. There's no one else who will interview us in the whole city, man. <laughs> I was like, I'd love more people to interview us. Like, I would love to hear more. And I would love to go on. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. It's that's it's like it's you or the student radio. I guess who else is gonna interview us? I who do great jobs? Student radio do fucking great. But like, there's only so many. You're gonna do the same show over again. Yeah, yeah we've done BFM a couple of times. You, you have to be putting out heaps of songs to like have something new to talk about. Yeah, which is like their limitation, and they do everything they can. But like, there is, yeah. Where else do you go, bro? And like, you might get somewhere, and they'll be like, so we. So name darts come from, and oh, we've Jesus. got okay. Well, sorry, thanks. Do you guys smoke? Yeah, you okay. We're gonna play another one of your songs at you. Like, it's just is that relevant yeah. to people today? I don't know. That's why we started this because I was like, there's nothing else. We don't even have to try. It doesn't have to be good, and we'll probably get people listening to it because no one else can go. There's nowhere else to go if you want to listen to darts talk about what they do, to Woody Donna talk about what they do. To, to like even Merck, like there's a, there's one great article in the spinoff and then that's kind of it. So more please. How do you get an article in the spinoff? You have to make a certain type of music and know the right type of people. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I, but to be fair, I think you have more chance than most people because you actually are doing something. Um, you're not, because you don't take yourself too seriously and, you're, and you do things. Yeah. I think you actually have more chance than most other bands. So yeah. that's probably been an avenue. True. We can talk about. Well, I'm hanging out with you guys. Like when you come back from your ladies, we'll be hanging out. We can talk about this a bit more. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. again. Thank you again for having us. That's mate. all right. I actually really need to fucking pee. All right. That's I held a great it together. To, we don't want to leave the microphones one in while you go to the toilet. That'd be awful <laughs> podcasting, would wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um. Go. Yeah. Go stream darts. Uh. Go buy merch. Uh. You don't have to stream. Like the stream numbers aren't great, so you don't have to get on. But how do you pick it up? Thing. You have to tell them to fucking stream, dude. Well, yeah. No, like, <laughs> no, but like whoever's listening, it's not on you to do that. It is on you. Do it. It's not on you. Don't listen to Clark. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck yeah.